0: We can also try to reflect a little extra on why Guru Maharaj established Sri the intention behind that, the intention for this whole purpose of having a man-match and mission, practice practicing life, and how it has given the foundation for the whole world of the environment to the Guru Goswami and to the practice of the Sarsapa in history, most of us know that it is no harm that we can. The Guru Maharaj he came to the local feet of Sivasaraswati Thakur and met him several times before coming to take initiation from him and to jump with both feet into the mission of the Gaudiya Man, the mission of Sivasaraswati Thakur. And he met him coming from it smarter, alarming background. I can't believe it, but I can One by one he comes to reading his reading uh, that, that chapter Srila Guru Maharaj remembers, he himself is reflecting on his life history, as the co-design our former Bhakti and Anasarama Maharaj, that he's standing up, he's so avidly, whenever he got any of these books, he would leave, and he was so attracted to Mahaprabhu's conception. And so, step by step, then he came, joined Srila Saraswati Mahaprabhu's mission full time, by that time, were the senior voters there, who also were very kind to him and helped him to get his, not to to get uh, the conception of Saraswati Nako. And by their recommendation also, then to Maharaj, then he went on so many teaching programs through India. He was very active near, here, nearby here, in Chorochetra. Uh, he established the partnership throughout India, Saraswati Nako sent to pictures to go to establish temples and uh, are done in your vision and uh, Guru Maharaj is very active in doing that and he went to Kurocheka to trace the, the Ramananda Sattva which is famously found at the San Jose temple that he was in Madras, he, uh, he went to Dhaka, various places the Guru Maharaj went to the beach those days there was not a backdrop, there was bank account, so we could just say, okay, now go to do this, and the other. When you went to open a centre, you had to, to go to get local support, you had to go to get funding, you had to do everything in order to get the centre running. And so Guru Maharaj was very active in those earlier years when he was younger. Then after the disappearance of Satan's backbone, then he tried as much as possible. So even the people who are together with all different groups and parties making their way into the building of yeah. this area, yeah. you know, so many disturbances. And Rumaan cried so much, and eventually he sure it came up to a hidden place on the last of the gang, in and helped by his brother, who will the mm-hmm. ranch of that house, then Rumaan came out from the Gordian Man, without making any difference. He withdrew, his nature was to withdraw, be a back pusher in his own words, back pushing person. He withdrew, he went to Navarrete, on the banks of the Ganges, quietly He in his budget, at that time, had to Umar himself how, such as when he wrote Physical Puppet in Humphrey. He said, now I have to really reflect on why I have come to the Lotus Vita Saraswati temple and given my life in this way. Why have I come? I have to reflect on that during these difficult times. And so I'm compiling this book, G.G. Brahman and G.G. Ramakant, with the light nectar of the surrendered soul. So that I'm compiling this book for my own benefit, as a step-by-step-by-step, as by step by step. well ontological, which none of us have heard of beforehand. Right? By step by step, progression of devotional service in surrender. And he compiled that, he said, I did for my own benefit and the benefit of others who may find themselves in a similar situation to myself in the future. So this book is a very introspective, for deep publication. This came in the time when he was hiddenly there at the site on the banks of the Ganges in Nambavi. And then presently, with the help of Sakya Charan Roy, whose Pushma Samani is just near us here in the Ganges, over the war in fact, then Sakya Charan Roy, he purchased the land where Sri Tekanya Saraswati now is standing in Nambavi. And then Murmanshi came to that land he came on the Jagannath Raniyaka festival day exactly 70 years ago this year making this the, the acting of jubilee Guru Maharaj coming to San San, San, he came with his Gugudan shield which is still there on the altar in Navadi and then we have seen how the temple has grown and grown and grown then we have seen in our own time. We have met Srila Guru Mahārāj, if you like physically, because spiritually, we pray to meet him one day in his spiritual form fully, but we have met and seen such a dignified personality as the match first was established seventy years ago with his arrival with Lohan and Mahārāj and to what we see today, which is been developed by his divine grace Srila Guru Mahārāj, his present form. But the temple, is a manifestation of Guru Maharaj's desire to have a place in the world which will be the home of pure devotion. He did not want any politics, he did not want it to be a place of maximum vote, you can vote me out this, that, and the other. And when some brahmacharis who were in the temple tried to make that kind of formation around Guru Maharaj, then Guru Maharaj, he did not accept that at all, say, why I have come to come this man, Not that you, as a group, you would say, okay, you have five of you, then three of you can outvote me. He said, that is not why I made the man. And then, in those days, even then, so many difficulties came, and Guru Nanak in fact had to even pay off the Brahmacharis and take a loan to send them out with the temple. So, we have seen that these kind of things go on and have been going on for a long time. So Guru Maharaj wanted at the expense of even his library, which he treasured very much, he gave even his library of books which is even more than money in many senses, especially for such a person as Guru Maharaj, in order that he will be able to be, if you like, autograph, that the Chaitanya Sarasatma will run the way that he sees is the way the Saraswati once at the temple will run. It is the home of pure devotion. And Guru Mahārāj, he heard that inspiration from Nityananda Prabhu when he first went to establish Shaitanya And in fulfilling that desire of Nityananda Prabhu that he doesn't just keep that treasure of Krishna consciousness that he's got so gloriously in his heart to himself that he would dis- distribute it and spread it. And remembering that, and remembering to use Saraswati, which the Guru Nanak would preach to the worldwide devotees, would preach around the world. Then Guru Nanak, in all his humility, he expressed on different occasions, "I am thinking the Saraswati he is pleased with me, and he would not let me leave that kind of service of preaching to the whole world." And he saw I am not going there. And now all the worldwide devotees have come here. And Guru Maharaj always has back-pushing in great humility. He just wanted to keep the purity of the line of Bhakti without any politics, without any mixing, without any uh, compromise. But th- there should be a place where people will be able to go sincere aspirants can go to in order to hear what is the line of Sarasataka according to how he sees now we know that how Guru Maharaj, all the life is certified by Saraswati Kapoor himself, given many different certificates if you like. But on the, at the last time also, he also the conclusion of it when he has been asked to see Shikshu Kupam at the just before the disappearance of Saraswati Kapoor. Saraswati Kapoor himself wanted to hear him, not to hear the tune, the tune of that kind of devotee and the others who were there also, they saw some mystic transmission from that. So Janisar that ideal that Guru Maharaj founded, yeah. came to found the temple with that ideal. That we have to try to keep on our heads of all time. Guru Maharaj, he was the shelter, for the shelter and when the devotees from the West who by the very active and empowered preaching Shirovakti Vinayama Prabhupada they drawn to Shirovakti's lotus feet and then trying to maintain that devotional service maintaining the spreading of Krishna consciousness after Prabhupada left the world like Shirovakti Vinayama Prabhupada left the world then in those rocky times just as there were rocky times after Saraswati Capos stormy Devotion between stormy times after Saraswati left, after Chiradhakti Rinpoche and Raupat left, there were very stormy times amongst the disciples, amongst the guru section and the disciple section, etc. And that time, then Guru Maharaj became very much the embodiment of relief work for the sincere seekers. And during those days, some of the Brahmacharis mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and indeed I can think the one sannyasi who had come from his thought, they were so uh, enthusiastic to find that there is such this great personality in the that even Srila Prabhupada considered as his sikshu what to speak to the benefit everybody else can get that they were so enthusiastic to have found this personality that some of them were quite keen reaching within the society the Shirataukha had the family to say well look we've got this great first now they've come here to him but Guru Maharaj did not appreciate that they were both preaching within the, those who are the, happy and uh, in a position where they were but rather for those who needed relief mm-hmm. who felt the desire to have a shelter the sincere inquiries in this way then Guru Maharaj had opened door for those who those who are in need of shelter, those who are in fire, those who uh, have that great necessity, Guru Maharaj was there for them. He did not want any disturbance in any mission. Fishing, Guru, and one exception: fishing in other people's ponds. He was not, uh, he was not interested in, it in numbers, he was not interested in people coming and him making a society at this stage of his life. Many, many people coming and he will be the head. Śrīla Prabhupāda had already invited him to be the head of his soul. Śrīla Prabhupāda wanted him to be the head of his soul. But Śrīla Guru and said, and said oh, No they can come and see me, you can bring them to see me, but I am too old at this stage of my life to come over and start a grand mission in history. And also Śrīla Guru Maharshi said, and I never thought I would live longer with Śrīla Prabhupāda. Shivrapa was younger than him also. And but Guru Maharaji lived and stayed manifest in this world longer, as it turned out. And as his godbrothers left, one by one by one. It was in the after that I judge of a Mahabhala. judge of Mahabad, then Guru Maharaj sweetly with very he said, Now I feel all alone in this world. Those and great souls who were my association one by one by one they have left this world and now I'm feeling all alone this was Guru Maharaj's movement towards me, the and then we saw Guru Maharaj would get sick showing poor physical health and then he would get better get sick get better and we were just attacking his little bit about Shri we hear the news or he's not feeling so well but always we feel yes, that he's going to be there he's, going be there. he's not going to hear us then it was only a few days before I don't recall exactly the number of days but within a week before then there was an earthquake in Navajo and many of you have spent quite a, a bit of time in Navajo you see it is not an earthquake zone it's not a place which is susceptible to earthquakes like that but there was an earthquake a few days before Guru Mahārāj oh, passed away. Is. And Śrīla Govinda Mahārāj, at that time, though I didn't know it in particular, the, the, then Śrīla Govinda Mahārāj, he understood at that time, and he said this several times later, now I understand that Guru Mahārāj will leave, because when a great personality will leave, there will be some reaction. And this earthquake came in Nabadeep and everything is shaking. And then Gurudev himself is preparing for Guru Maharaj to go. And then that day which we all thought would never come came when it was August the 12th of that year, in 1988 then Sri Guru Maharaj at 5.48 in the morning then he left this world. So his leaving the world was a punctuation of a certain era It was that era of those grand disciples of Śrīla Saraswati Thakur who had held the banner of Saraswati Thakur up until that time, but Guru Maharaj had prepared the field before that and he had prepared since long before Śrīla Bhakti Śrīla Govindadev Goswami Maharaj to take over and to keep on that banner of pure devotion. And that banner, that in a relay race you have a baton, so I say a baton, that baton he passed on to Gurudev, to Govinda Maharaj, before his departure, and himself retired, so that everybody can see most clearly, here is the person, and Goswami Maharaj, even Guru Maharaj is shaking him by the shoulders, asking him, telling him, do you understand what I am saying? Now, you will follow Govinda Maharaj. Everything I have got I have given to him this way. So this way we were able to have that continuation of Gurudev of Guru Maharaj's presence. Anyway, within the middle of everything I'm saying, there are so many leelas, so many stories, so many things. But what I also am feeling when we are having our gatherings year by year, that the world is a passing place. The gurus are appearing, giving instruction and disappearing. Even Krishna himself came, appeared and even appeared as guru in the sense of he reestablished religious principles, he spoke the Bhagavad Gita. But Krishna himself, he came and then he withdrew and disappeared. And so gradually we are finding year after year that we are finding ourselves in the old generation who are disappearing and find in each gathering fewer and fewer devotees who actually met Guru Maharaj. What to speak of, they have association and meet with and be with him, hear him, etc, etc. So we have to be aware that what we know today, what we can feel today from those days with Guru Maharaj, we can try to share with others. Because a book is a book, but a person is a person. And so we can all read some of the teaching, we can read the the Prabhupada Naji we can read some of his lectures, we can hear by the grace of recorders, then it was cassette players, now it is the electronic things, but we can hear the talks, live as it were practically, that Srila Guru Maharaj would give. But as a person, I think one overwhelming thing is that the devotees who came to him, understood intrinsically that they are in the presence of a very huge personality but in a very humble form. And that in in one way was what it did one of the glories of Guru Maharaj. And he was so humble and so approachable and so human in all his relationship but yet he was so deep and so grand and the personality who was able to actually give harmony to all of the Gaudiya missions. And here we are in Vrindavan where, interestingly, Saraswati Thakur didn't establish a temple in Vrindavan itself, which I was always I'm thinking, where is the temple should the Saraswati Thakur established? But he established a temple in at Ranhapun, and a humble, a small temple in Ranhapun. All of the temples here, they are all various branches, of the disciples of Srila Saraswati Thakur. And these grand leaders, we've got Goswami Maharaj, Madhusudan Maharaj, Jajuba Maharaj, many of these grand leaders who were Saraswati Thakur's disciples who then kept that flow of the distribution of uh, Mahaprabhu Nityananda's message uh, flowing within India very much. Then that whole group of le- the leaders And Guru Maharaj is the one who was able to keep some harmony between them because all of them knew that Guru Maharaj was not a political man, that he wanted the substance of Saraswati Thakur to flow through everybody, whether you are one camp and another camp and you clash with him and this, that and the other. These were, this has been going on even in the Mahabharata, you've got all these things happening. Where, where in the world of colors, in the rainbow all colors, all colors are in white. In the rainbow are all colors, but you can see sometimes here, (laughs) you can see people will, will wear clashing colors and you think, oh my goodness, those clash but also there are clashing colors in, in the nature of, of even great personalities sometimes. So it's not only in the Mahabharata, but even in the modern time that has come. Guru Maharaj was the harmonizer to keep the whole Bodhiya mission on the track of Saraswati Thakur. Whether you have differences between you, as, even as leaders and as the juniors, to all ranks, Guru Maharaj is able to nourish. And all departments. And they would come to Guru Maharaj, not for any political purpose, but to keep, to make sure that they were keeping on the straight and narrow. And which one was it? Was it Goswami Maharaj? He said that like the lion, when he's in the jungle, he's the king of the jungle walking and we are greater chargers by the grace of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. This is Bhakti Saranda Goswami. We are greater charges with much name and fame within India at that time. Then we are going on, but we are always taking a glance behind us every now and again, just to check what is the approval of Srila Sridhar Maharaj. So Guru Maharaj was the stabilizer for the whole mission during that time also. So from many angles we can see the greatness of Śrīla Bhakti Rākha of Śrī Goswāmī Mahārāj. And he has now sadly disappeared from the world, but his glorious Samādhi Mandir in Nabadi is a testament to him. And some of us know and some of us don't know, but Śrīla Govinda Mahārāj when he's making it he would come and sit there day by day by day. He would bring a chair, one of the plastic chair, a simple chair. We put out the front, and he'd sit there with his cane. He would mark in the in the mud, in the sand. It wasn't concrete then. He'd mark there what he what he sees is going to be the next stage of the samadhi. And Dean was the builder at that time, and he would show him each day. Okay, now this, now this, now this. This way Mahar said uh, sorry, sorry, Mahar said, I did not know what was here, but Guru Mahar, his leader, is eternal. So his Samadhi Mandir is also eternal and my savior is to manifest that Samadhi Mandir. And then he said, All I knew was I need to make strong foundations. Then if we build something small, if it is something small or if it is something big, either way it can come. And then We saw how the Samadhi Mandir developed and then you see the dome of our of the Samadhi Mandir of Srila Guru Maharaj, it is a mrdanga, it's a big mrdanga, the dome of our temple. Take a look at the photograph, next time you see, it's not a dome, just a dome, it is a mrdanga standing on its end. And on the top of the mrdanga there is an umbrella to keep Guru Maharaj cool. As it were. But on top of that, there's the male symbol, like right? the lingam, the Shiva, the shiva lingam, but this is the lingam, the potency of Krishna consciousness, of Mahaprabhu Nityananda's teaching is symbolized there, that the potency, this Mandanga, and that potency of Mahaprabhu Nityananda's teaching is coming from Guru Maharaj. So this is how we are able to understand through the vision, through the grace of Srila Govinda Maharaj, who was Srila Shri Maharaj. Many aspects to his life, and I don't know how much I'm going to talk about, but, <laughs> but I can say that for everybody who came to him, it was like coming to a, a source of nourishment, in a world where you could not even discern what is nectar and what is poison. And by coming to Guru Mahārāj, we are able to know that every word, every expression, everything that we hear, we can hang on it, we can hear it and try to consider and think what is behind that. And as when we are reading, ninety well then 99% of the devotees coming to Krishna consciousness have come by reading Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, by hearing his lectures etc. There you can hang on everything that is said. You know it is truth, it is coming, it is not some concoction. And when we came to Guru Maharaj, there we had that person who is delivering this quality of nectar, this quality of matter. And then as we progress more and more in the association of Guru Maharaj and Gurudev, then we understand why Sri Prabhupāda, that's (laughs) equivalent to Swami Prabhupāda, how his presentation was so sweet, so direct, so pure, so unadulterated with any politics and mixture of alloy. Because he had got his conception of Saraswati Thakur through Srila Guru Maharaj, through Srila Sridhar Maharaj. They, they stay, Srila Govindra Maharaj and Srila Maharaj stay at. Śrīla Prabhupāda's um, chemist laboratory, in the up, upstairs part of that at 7 seat, to come to Lane, not very far from our Dundam Park temple. If you take the tube of the metro, it's just one stop going into town, and you've just got to walk for about 10 minutes. And there, that's where Gurudev said that was the first branch of Shri Chaitanya Saraswat was it shri Prabhupāda's laboratory there. And that's where, day after day, hour after hour, then they would be in debate and conversation, etc., etc., etc. So, our mm, uh, Krishna consciousness has come around the world from Saraswati Thakur, no doubt, but through this potency of Srila Guru Maharaj. And Srila Guru Maharaj was given that title by Saraswati Thakur of Bhakti Rottma, uh, Dev Goswami the protector of devotion. So not only did he establish Chaitanya Saraswati as the home of pure devotion but it was also the guardian place where uh, where devotion, conception and everything can be guarded because it is so easy to go off from what is the the conception of Sarasatma and Guru Maharaj was very clear as the guardian of devotion. Guardian of pure devotion and manifesting at mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, of Saraswati of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the six Goswamis. Also, he was likened to Rupa Goswami in so many ways and to Jiva Goswami in so many ways because Jiva Goswami is protecting what Rupa and Sanatan gave. He was very careful to do that and he is prolific in his writing. He was younger than them. And Jiva Goswami, he was an ocean of of, um, ocean of scriptural knowledge to back up what we can hear in discussion etc. So Guru Maharaj was able to give all that backing from the scripture as well as a very personal, affectionate guardianship to all of those who came to his lotus feet. And where we are now, just to add a little bit to where we are now, we're in the temple which came to Srila Govinda Maharaj completely mystically too, because it came through the dead telephone talking, not even ringing. In Nabadeep it was just a landline, the phone is dead, nothing is happening. And then every day in the afternoon, after taking the short rest, after the luncheon, Devi maybe pick up the phone just to see, has the dialing tone come on? Then one day he picks it up. And not the dialing tone, but it was krishna vala now also has passed away. One senior Vaishnava of Vrindavan here. It was him on the phone saying about this property here of the Radha Damodar temple. This land is up for sale and so many people want to take it and pay big money and have it because it's a very prized place in the middle of Vrindavan. But he was a bright, basi and very um, senior respected person in Vrindavan and he wanted that the temple would be spiritually maintained, sorry not the temple, that this land would be used and spiritually maintained, not that it's going to be a business place etc. And he knew Govinda Maharaj and Guru Maharaj, that that, uh, purity of their intention of spiritual matter and this was he was on the phone talking to Gurudev and saying about this land is here, people are wanting to pay two, three, four times this price but I am keeping it, please you make arrangement. we don't want to see this land just go anywhere and everywhere. And Gurudev of course is always trying to see what is behind everything and when his dead phone is talking and then when he put it down he picked it up again immediately afterwards just to see okay there must be a dial tone, it must be working now and it was dead. So anyway, mystically this land came, but this land is the very center of Vrindavan, both physically, you see all the different temples, the Vrindavan physical, Vrindavan is all centered around Radha Damodar temple, but it is also spiritually at the center. And just over the wall, just ten yards, ten yards I don't know, just the over name. the wall, here is Jeeva Goswami Samadhi Mandir. And just a little yeah. along that, the other side of the temple is Rupa Goswami's Samadhi Mandir. And actually when we are not in Nabadi then it is more or less our solace that we are going to Jeetha Goswami and Rupa Samadhi my dear, and feeling that here we are able to feel Guru Maharaj's presence by doing that. And Gurudev He wanted that the temple would be maintained very spiritually and sweetly in remembrance of Guru Maharaj and so here somehow this has mystically come again within that line of our Guru Maharaj, Srila Maharaj and Srila Govinda Maharaj and it's an opportunity for us to remember His Divine Grace Srila, Guru Maharaj every day by giving our obeisances to Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Samadhi and the very place where Srila Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada formulated his worldwide preaching when he was in America he's telling his senior devotees that actually I'm going all over the world but I'm always, my heart is always in the Radha Damodar temple so here we are with that fortune of being able to glorify Srila Bhakti Rokok Shriha Devko Swami Maharaj Srila Bhakti Sunda Govinda Devko Swami Maharaj he exalted line, intact line of charges coming down from Mahaprabhu's Rupanuga Sampradaya. We have this great fortune to be able to do that today here at Sri Tegana Sarasakmata Mission in the very heart of Vrindavan. And finally on any auspicious day, it is a good day for us to try to chastise ourselves and renew our vows, whatever it may be. Look and see our own faults and see what we can do which will be better in our lives. So today also let us try to reflect on Guru Maharaj. Think what he wants of us and try to put that into practice more and more.